episode of the New Craft House podcast is sponsored by Faf. We use Faf sewing machines in all of our sewing and in all of our workshops, and they really are the best of the best. With everything from beginner machines like the Smarter Range to the Ambition machines that we use in classes to the top of the range creative icon, Faf have something for every sewist. Welcome to season two of the New Craft House podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rosie. And today we're going to be doing a bit of a catch up, really. Yeah, we're actually recording on Hannah's boat. <laughs> um, so maybe this should be called the boat session. The boat session. <laughs> <laughs> you might hear a cyclist or two going past. <laughs> or a little coot squawking. <laughs> so it's been like a few months since we ended season one. So stuff has been happening, I guess. Um, what's been happening with you over the past three months? Not much. I spent, I went up river for summer. So I think we did this in the, I told, we shared this in the boat episode. But um, when we answered loads of boat questions, but you have to do 20 miles in the year. Mm. So that means you can't be in London for the whole year. So we, both of us normally go up river on the River Lee, which goes up towards Hertfordshire. And then, does it go into Essex? It's like the border, isn't it? Uh, um, what's that place where it's got five guys? <laughs> Harlow. Har- <laughs> Harlow is Essex. Okay, yeah. So it kind of goes all the... I went up to Hartford, into Hertfordshire, and then you can't just go up, spend a weekend up there, and come back. You have to spend, like, a period of time up there. So I normally spend a few months up there um, in yeah. summer. So I was up there... It's really nice. It's a bit more effort to commute because you have to get on the train every day. But the train follows the river up, so it's actually quite easy. And my only problem with it is that Twigs has a phobia of the train. So it's a little bit stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Not the train, but the platform. She hates the platform. Didn't you see a behaviourist about it? Yeah, we saw a behaviourist and so now we go in and she gets treats in stations. Yeah positive reinforcement yeah but she's fine now and she'll trot up the stairs in london fields get her treat trot down but the second we go on one train she then doesn't trust the station again Mm. but i guess we'll just keep going with it um so yeah i was up there did a lot of swimming did some boat jobs repaint resealed my windows and they didn't leak again this time, so I won that <laughs> battle. <laughs> um, just little bits like that. You painted your boat as well? The inside, yeah. yeah. I'd already always had it wooden. Um, because the man, that I, the man that I bought the boat from had built the boat. And when I said that I was just going to put paint it straight away on the inside, he was, uh, he, horrified. he was truly <laughs> horrified. I've never seen someone look more horrified. He said it was a tragedy to boat to narrow boats <laughs> so and then i was like actually quite like it wooden and it's like a little cabiny it's a motorbike <laughs> on the towpath <laughs> it's like a whole buggy <laughs> um yeah so i painted it and i actually like it now i i loved it wooden but i think it had gotten darker over time and i hadn't really noticed because yeah, it just it dulls down um and now it seems a, a bit bigger feeling in here and that's what i've been up to mm. And now we're moored really close to each other. Like 200 metres. Yeah, I came down in my lounge wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Cashmere trousers. (laughs) What have you been up to? Well, 
on the flip side, I haven't moved in months. Basically, since the start of lockdown, I haven't really moved. Um, because in lockdown, we didn't have to move. They said all boats don't need you. And then after that, I am pregnant. So I was classed as like vulnerable. So the Canal and River Trust said that vulnerable people didn't have to move. And then when you get close to your due date anyway, you're allowed to stay like close to the hospital, according to CRT. So basically, I haven't moved. <laughs> and I'm really close to the hospital here, which is good. Um, and yeah, I'm only three, two and a half weeks away from my due date. So that is creeping up. I've essentially just been getting bigger over the past few months. Um, but other than that, oh yeah, we've been selling the boat. <laughs> so that's taken up quite a lot of my time. We ended up having like 18 viewers, I think, in the end, which that's was, a lot. yeah, it was, when I sold my narrow boat, it was like two viewers so quick, but a wide bean is obviously like a bigger investment and whatever. So yeah, we have a lot more people view it, but we have found a buyer now. And they're going to have the boat at the beginning of December. So that's like taking that pressure off. And we are trying to buy a house in Ramsgate. <laughs> in London. I'm going away. Uh, yeah. Because we were going to buy... Okay, this is a long story. But we were looking at a flat in Leighton. Because I was like, okay, two babies on a boat. I just don't think I can do it Like with moving and stuff. And if you're going to get a mooring in London, it's like 800 or £1,000 a month yeah, anyway. So it's sort of pointless. Um, so we were going to get a flat in Leighton, but it was just like pretty horrible and pretty small for quite a lot of money, like £330,000. And then we started looking outside and you can actually just get a house for like two thirds of that price. So mm. that's our current plan. And Ramsgate is only an hour from Stratford International on the train and it's by the sea. It's really nice. So... That is technically going through, but we'll see if it actually happens. Like, I haven't actually been approved for the mortgage and stuff yet, so, you know. I'm not going to be homeless. You've been living in the office. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so when when do you imagine you'll, you'll leave? Well, <laughs> I mean, I've got to be off the boat at the beginning of December, so I'll probably have to go home to my parents, all of us. And then... I'll be on maternity leave then anyway, so that's okay. Probably have Christmas there. I mean, if the house goes through, then it'll probably be like the start of January, I imagine. Mm. But Rosie yeah. is coming back to work. She's not leaving Yeah, yeah. work. She's going to be commuting in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's not so bad with a fold-up bike. Are you going to get a fold-up bike? That's sort of my plan, but we'll see. I could just have a bike each end and keep them locked up. Fancy. It's probably cheaper than an electric bike. <laughs> Get an electric bike. They're like an electric folding. Yeah. What? No, I know what you should do. What? Get an electric scooter. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're literally flying along the street. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed on the roads in them now. Are you? If you've got a helmet on. Oh, no, you have to have a driving licence. And you don't. I'm out. You're out, yeah. So yeah. quite a lot of change, though. Yeah, it's been quite a mad year in a lot of ways. <laughs> a year, a big year of change, yeah. Less so for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've both been at work. Rosie's got about two weeks. You're going to work weeks. right up until your due date. Yeah, so unless I give birth, I've got two weeks left at work, yeah. I was researching last night, actually, like, <laughs> what's the average date that a second baby comes? What is it? <laughs> well... 
they said basically it's like you go on your first baby and then it's probably like three days not as extreme as them. Uh, so it'd be like a week late? Yeah. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Because I'm getting a bit stressed out about giving birth in general. <laughs> what will we all be? What's been happening at work over the past three months? Quite a lot. <laughs> Quite a lot, yeah. We had, well, in August, we both had a week off, which was really was nice. Was August? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's been really busy, though. Yeah. Um, we're getting a lot more orders. Everyone is still, we weren't sure whether the orders, were, well, fabric orders would slow down if, when, as people were freed out of lockdown, but I don't think they have, really. No, people are still sewing. We've got the sewing bug. <laughs> so where did you go in August? Um, I went up river on my boat. So every three, four years? I've left it four years. Um, but I think you're meant to do it more often. You have to take your boat out of the water and black the bottom, with, which is like when you paint the bottom with tar. And I took mine out at the start of August and did that. Um, myself with the help of my boyfriends um, it was an all right job pretty messy and then as the boat got craned back in which was the first time I've seen um, my boat dolly getting craned which was quite scary because <laughs> um, they go to pick it up and then they all start shouting no 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 and then because the, the boat is tilt like they've got the straps in the wrong position and they have to move the straps down and then they pick up, go to pick it up again and they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like swaying in mid yeah, It literally is like swinging. But I left like a cup of tea on the side and it was still just there when I Yeah, I think it has to sway quite a lot. Yeah, it doesn't really seem to move. Um, so then we took, went, we were already up in Hertfordshire and then we turned around and went back down a little bit and then up the river store, um, which goes kind of from where... I guess. Broxbourne, was it? Broxbourne, yeah. Up to Bishop Stortford, which is right by Stansted Airport. Um, really nice up there. And it's really beautiful, yeah. It's really windy. And we were really lucky with the weather for the first half of the week. It was like 34 degrees when it was really hot. Then it pissed it down for about three days straight, <laughs> but that was fine on our way back. Um, and we just boated every day for like five hours. We swam a lot. Twigs swam a lot. It was just really nice and relaxing. That was my week off. Yeah. What did you do? Well, I went back down to my parents in Wiltshire for the week um, with Sid and my husband, Aaron. But then me and Aaron actually went away for a night, which was really nice. We went to Bruton in Somerset, which is quite close to my parents, so it was quite handy to get there. And it's just like a nice small town. It's like actually sort of the size of a village, but it is a town and we stayed town in... is bigger than a village oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i was saying this place called number one Breton, which is an amazing hotel like if anyone's looking for somewhere to stay it's really cool um and there's just nice places to eat and relax there so I did that yeah it's nice just to have a full week off work yeah to be honest yeah and then, and it's so nice that now we can do that, and stuff doesn't come. We didn't, we don't take 
time off at the same time. So we did one week. There was a week. Then a week together. And then another week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now that we have um, a few lovely women working for us, then it's so much easier to go away because stuff keeps on happening. Whereas before it was just kind of like, oh. yeah, froze. <laughs> there wasn't well, so less person. to do. So <laughs> yeah, there was a lot less to do. You could kind of keep on top of it, just like checking the emails. <laughs> and then since July, we have hired. Yeah. So we hired Ellie back in, is like January? February? I think, yeah, I think she started in February. Just before lockdown, yeah. Definitely, because um, I remember she came to our Galentine's party. Yeah. Yeah. But then since then, there's been another three people join the team. Well, two and one is starting next week. So we'll, we'll count that. <laughs> three. <laughs> um, um, what roles are they? So we have Mariam, who's our new workshop assistant. And she's going to be in all classes alongside whoever's teaching, helping out with she knows faff really machines really well so she's troubleshooting problems um and since we are no longer able to have our students getting up and making their own teas and things um because of distancing she's on top of that um and she's really good at sewing and makes all her own clothes so she's the perfect workshop assistant yeah you can find her on Instagram. Is it Mariam Sews? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mariam A Sews? Yeah, I'm thinking that might be an A. We'll find it out. <laughs> She'll be put on our Instagram yeah. anyway. <laughs> and then who else have we got? So then we also got someone to help pack orders. And that's Jordan. Jordan Mitchell King on Instagram. <laughs> also an amazing sewer. She um, studies like 18th century costume i think it's a technical yeah, for term her masters. for her masters yeah and specializes in quilted waistcoats that was her dissertation yeah <laughs> and she like loves vintage clothes and stuff and yeah yeah she wears some amazing stuff to work yeah she turned up in the skirt and it was an actual victorian skirt <laughs> like a woolen victorian skirt um so she's been like helping out doing all the orders and sorting out fabric and stuff and then who's the third person third is Gemma so she's starting next week and she's going to be our office manager yeah she's an exciting hire because she's sort of to help while Rosie goes on maternity to take some of that admin slack because we've never had anyone helping with that yeah um and she's sounds from her interview <laughs> really organized tv thing <laughs> she sounds insanely organized and anyone we hire that's a that's a very necessary quality because Rosie and I not so organised. <laughs> so that's basically what we're looking for, the most organised people we can find. Yeah. To organise us. <laughs> so we've done um, a lot of interviewing really over the past few months and it, that's been like something new for us. We've never interviewed anyone. Yeah. Well, apart from Ellie. Um, yeah. So we probably did it quite terribly. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning how to hire and run a team yeah learning as we do yeah but yeah everyone we've got so far has been great so we can't be doing that bad <laughs> um yeah what else workshops i guess that's the big thing yeah workshops restarted in september so we've had learn to sews well intro to dressmakings bra making 
and we had to postpone a bodice fitting masterclass. Um, one of Elise Lux's friends had a positive result, so we were waiting for her results to come back. But that is kind of now the reality of running in-person events. And our students are really understanding and everyone's been rescheduled. Um, it's just a new level of flex flexibility that we have to have now. Yeah. With classes. But they've been going really well. And we've got, what's this weekend? Oh, this bodice. weekend's a bodice. Yeah, yeah, it's bodice tomorrow. And then jeans next weekend. Yeah. And it's nice to have people back in the studio. Yeah, it's really nice. And ev- like I've been there for every class so far, and so many people have said it's just so nice to do something normal, like feel yeah. like normal life. And the market's back on as well, in like a pared-down yeah. version of its old self. So that's quite nice. So you can still go out and have a nice lunch break. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, Meringue Girls, who are a few doors down from us on the Muse... They used to be on the market, but now they've just actually opened their shop, and that's way better for us. <laughs> you can just, they do like this amazing hot chocolate with a toasted meringue on top. It's so good, and yeah, so lunch breaks I've been going there. <laughs> but I am missing Wednesday. We've had quite a lot of people ask if we're going to start our social sewing mm. weekends, but a big part of that is the social aspect of it, and while we can't go to the pub after a, so on a Saturday night after the class because yeah. there'd be too many people and you can't really move around the room in the same way and just like chat to everyone yeah. so we've held off on those but they will be back and same with our Wednesday sewing evenings mm-hmm. and they're going to come back soon and we've also had some big fabric deliveries in the past few months so if you follow us on Instagram or like check the shop you'll have seen them being uploaded from some new designers as well. Yeah. New to us. What we had, like, I really like the pinks and coral stuff. Mm. Still got some of that left. And then we had a big delivery from... They are women's wear as well, but they're mostly men's wear. A, in, an English designer. Oh, yeah. And there was so much wool in there, and loads of the wool was made in England, which is really nice. Yeah. Most of it. Well, it was England or Italy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then we have, when, when all the fabric arrives and we don't have, we don't know what it is, we all, me, Rosie and Ellie, will go on a investigation. <laughs> and we'll like be burning little bits and trying to figure out what it is. And you can tell straight away whether it's natural or whether it's wool, cotton or synthetic. synthetic. <laughs> yeah. But you can't tell from the burn test really if it's cash has cashmere in it yeah or mohair or yeah yeah and some of them so we never say that they're cashmere but some of them 100% works they're the softest um coating you've ever felt yeah they were really nice um and i haven't squirreled any of it away you know oh the wools no neither i am planning on making like a capey thing like a wrap just to wrap myself in all winter um but haven't made it yet and the machine actually that's like been one of the big developments in the past few months oh yeah the machine yeah (laughs) the machine did we name it paul paul after the man who delivered it (laughs) it's this huge fabric rolling machine if we had this um issue i think we spoke about it last season actually yeah it was our big problem at work yeah. that took up so much time was the fact that we didn't know how much fabric we had on a yeah. roll 
Um, so we've kind of been saving up for this big machine because it was quite a high expense in yeah. one go. Um, so we've been saving up for months and months and months and then we finally placed our order and it took six weeks to arrive and then we were so excited and it is amazing. Yeah, it's life-changing. Yeah. You like put a roll on it. And then within... Well, it's like less than a minute, isn't it, to roll it off and count well, it? It depends how fast you're going. <laughs> you can crank up the speed and it starts like <laughs> flying through it. Yeah. So we know exactly how much is on the roll. So we know how much to list online. It's not going to be like under or overstocked on the shop. It's and so the good. rolls are so neat now. Yeah. Like, uh, we used to have a load of our rolls used to be broken. So well, as you... If you picked it up, it would like flop over... Um, and now we can just roll them straight off onto unbroken tubes. Yeah. Our new problem is that we don't have enough solid tubes. Because <laughs> we went on a, we threw away, well, we re- and they went in a recycling, maybe about 100 tubes. <laughs> if anyone has a use for tu- for broken tubes, especially, yeah, and send sure us a message, because we phoned around all the local schools and nurseries and no one wanted them. But you could make some quite a good, like, four out of them. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> and what's been happening with fat? So last time we spoke, the last well, in the last episodes, we were probably talking about there being huge demand for fat machines over lockdown, and that has continued. We kind of thought it would slow down now because lockdown's eased. Um, but it hasn't. There's still big delay on deliveries for most of the models. So what we've been doing is pre-ordering like the most popular models. So the Quilt Ambition 630s, the Passport 3.0s. Um, we've got like some of those coming in in the next few months. And the 160s. Yeah, to be ordered them as well. Yeah, cool. Um, it's exciting because it means that so many more people are buying sewing machines. Yeah. And it's not slowing down either. Yeah, it's really exciting. And most people are, like, fine to wait. Because they've got no alternative, to be honest. <laughs> like, no-one's got them. <laughs> but, yeah. But they do have all of the overlockers in stock. Yeah, and there are actually a couple of sewing machine models as well. The one for, the Smarter 140S, which is, like, their proper beginner machine. And the Quilt Expression 720. Yeah. Which is an amazing machine. We've got one in the studio. It's a dream to sew on. Yeah. <laughs> they and then like I think all the ship. embroidery machines they've got as well in stock. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so it's like the more popular mid-range Silly. sewing machines that aren't. So if you want one in yeah. April or June next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, April, we've, we've got 12 coming in January, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Place your order soon. <laughs> it's a shame because people all want them for Christmas. Yeah. And that, that you won't be able to get them. Mm. Um, but I guess you could go on a waiting list and then, or order it and then get it in early in the new year. Yeah, and I mean you're going to have this machine for years, so it's worth waiting a few months for the one that you actually want. Yeah, yeah, especially if you can borrow one in the in the meantime. Yeah. You probably all know that we are huge fans of faff machines. We use them in all of our workshops and when we're sewing at home on our boats. So, what do we love most about them? They're super smooth to sew on with a sleek design and their iconic IDT system, essentially a built-in walking foot, makes handling all types of fabric a dream. We honestly couldn't sew what we do without them. Get in touch with us if you fancy a machine upgrade or if you'd like to know more about any of the models. 
So have you been doing much making over the last few months? In general, not really. Like, You've been quite busy, though. Yeah, I haven't felt like I've really had the time. Um, when we've been at work, it's been super busy. Like, we used to have sewing days, which were great, but we just haven't. We used to have sewing weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I haven't sewn at work in ages. It's just not doing, like, you couldn't do that. No. And at home, it's been, like, harder, because Aaron, like, in lockdown, he wasn't working. He was furloughed, but now he's back at work. So, basically, if I'm at home, I'm looking after Sid. But I did this week manage to make Sid a new winter coat from some of that um, nice wool we got from the designer. From like a little remnant piece, just needs buttons. Has he worn it yet? No, he won't even let me put it on him yet. Why? He, he fights, because I want to see if it fits, but he like screams and runs away. Why? He, he doesn't it. like getting dressed. <laughs> like most toddlers. But I think it'll fit. If not, it's like a bit big, so that's fine. Um... Have I made anything else, sewing-wise? Maybe not. But we did, we had like a leather bag kit sent to us from Leather Needles Thread. So we did spend an evening at work making those. Yeah, the bucket bag. We got one each. Mine's olive green, would you say? Yeah, like a forest green. Forest, yeah. And mine's like a burgundy colour. And they were non-stitch, which was yeah. really fun. Just riveted and weaved in. Yeah, with like strips of leather. And it took like two... We were going pretty slow, like pretty slowly. Yeah, we were like eating burgers in between. Well, I say. <laughs> I ordered a burger, Hannah. <laughs> oh, I did a mad one and ordered a salad and it was terrible. <laughs> I regretted it so much. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> with a side of chips though, so like yeah. not all was lost. <laughs> um, and though, yeah, they're really nice. Yeah, and she also sent us a kit to make, what are they called, like a... Belt bag. Belt purse. Belt purse. Yeah. Belt wallet. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which does involve some stitching. I haven't made my one of those yet, but I will. I made mine on the weekend. Yeah. Um, and that was harder going, I think, because you have to measure out every single hole with a needle through using the pattern piece. mm and like you want to get them really neat because it keeps it, it says a lot in the instructions like this will depend on how neat your bag looks mm. so you poke through a little indent then you have to get your little hole puncher and hammer through every single hole and then pushing the thread through i found quite hard on my finger like you know when your fingers mm. hurt from pinching the needle and pulling it through yeah um and i'd say that took me like three hours two and a half hours um to complete but it's so cute it's cool yeah it's really nice and you can wear it like across your body or rosie was wearing it above her bump yesterday (laughs) trying to take a picture of me it just looks so (laughs) (laughs) maybe i'll add one in actually i've got one (laughs) um but esther at leather needle threads leather needle thread has um, loads of different kits. Yeah, they'd be great Christmas presents, actually. Yeah, they'd be a really nice present. Because you don't even need to sew to make one. You don't even need to be that crafty, I don't think, Mm -hmm. because the instructions are really good and it talks you through every step. And they have loads of colour-blocked, the little purse, the little bag one. Yeah, there's quite a few different styles. Um, They're really cute. 
I was seeing people talking about like gifting for Christmas and not wanting to gift tat. <laughs> but something like that is something that someone would wear for years. Really nice. And a nice present. If you don't if you're not someone who makes stuff then it's so nice to make something like that. Yeah, feel like you've done it yourself. And then really nice leather bag at the end of it. You had your bucket bag on yesterday and you look like the most put together you look to me. <laughs> Because if you don't ever carry like a nice leather bag, yeah, but that's not you my look life. So grown up, no, it, it, you know. <laughs> I have to have like a scabby bag with like nappies and stuff in it. <laughs> I never use a nice bag either. No, but it's a nice, yeah, really nice present to give. Okay. What else have you made? Are you not knitting? Well, I finished, like, I've made a few petite knit little brother's rompers, and I made one for my sister who's also pregnant. That's the last thing I made, or last thing I finished. Um, but then I'm sort of reluctant to start another knitting project, because I know as soon as she's born, like, I won't be able to finish it, and then that'll stress me out, because I don't like not finishing projects. <laughs> so I haven't started. But I do have the wool, the yarn still from Pearl Soho, when we went in January in New York. Um, oh, to make a shawl. Yeah. So I've been looking at shawl patterns. I think maybe when I'm on maternity leave, you know. The you can one. knit when, in the evening. The evening's the worst. <laughs> but Erin won't be working, so... Yeah, but when they're tiny, they're just, like, stuck on your boob. They cluster feed you all night. A, um, you should sew a sling so that you can knit, have both hands free to knit while she feeds. Yeah. <laughs> or... Um, yeah, I might start one of those. I haven't found, like, a pattern that I'm, like, totally in love with yet. Who's, pa- who's the man who has amazing shawl patterns? West Knit, Stephen West. Oh, yeah. Got a shop in Amsterdam. Mm. We should go, actually, to Amsterdam when life's more normal. There's loads of good, like, craft stuff there. Yeah. Love it there. Yeah. What have you, you been making? Well, not as much as... Just before we started recording, we were like, what have we been making? And actually, it can be quite, like, it's it's been quite a few months and we haven't really made much. Yeah. Um, I'm knitting with my yarn from Pearl Soho. I bought, because I'm a really bad at buying and hoarding yarn, For I'll get so excited about a specific project, buy the yarn, never start it. Then I'll do the same for another ones, And then I've got a bag, and like a zip bag under my bed. And it's probably got like enough yarn in for three different jumper projects. <laughs> haunting me. And I thought about paying someone to knit some of them. <laughs> Just so I can start afresh. But, because then I, cause, cause I still want to buy more. Yeah, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so when we went to Pulse Her, I was like, okay, I'm not going to buy loads to knit something big because I know I'll never do it so I bought they had a sample the best thing about that shop is the samples I thought they had mm. so many samples of every single yarn they have loads of free patterns as well so they had all of them knitted up um it's just nice to like be able to touch the thing makes you way more excited about it yeah really nice shop in general <laughs> yeah really beautiful yeah and so I can't, one of the samples, I've got it in my hand now, my little half-knitted one, it's their, like, classic ribbed hat, and it just needed one ball 
of um I think it's it's cashmere. Can you remember what else with? No. Cashmere merino and I picked like a burnt or well, kind of a bright orange actually. And I'm I'm nearly at the point where I need to start decreasing at the top. Um but I often make them too short and then they look it's annoying when when you feel like the bit of the bottom bit of your ear poking out still. Yeah, or you can't get the turn up as big as you want it because yeah. you need the extra height. So I'm going to keep going. I th I thought that the I've probably got just about enough on this ball, so I'm going to just knit about another inch and then start the decreasing. Um, but that's my project, and I've actually like just slowly plodded on with it. And what else have I made? You made a few dresses. Like you did that in tiered indigo that you took to the beach. Yeah. So I did... I was a bit late to the indigo party. And I understand why everyone loves it so much. Because after a little bit of lockdown weight gain, <laughs> it's really... really like there's no fittedness about it at all. It has bust arts, but no... The waist is completely loose. Yeah. So it just feels really nice and like... And it's then, so easy to hack. Yeah, like into little it. gathered sleeves a little bit with elasticated tears and stuff. And it fits really nicely actually across the yeah. um, across your chest. It's a good basic bodice. So I've been yeah, I made one of them. I feel like I did make some other Oh, I made um Fred a bag. Oh, did you finish it? Yeah, I finished it. Um I should get a picture of that. It's it was the Taylor Taylor, Taylor Taylor Desmond roll top backpack. Um, and I got some really, really heavy wax cotton from Merchant and Mills for that. Um, and then if you if you live in East London, there's an amazing hardware. It's a leather and hardware store called JT Bachelor. And it's kind of down this really quiet little muse just by Dalston Junction. And it has so much hardware. It's actually a stressful shop to be inside because the mi it, there's probably about 10,000 boxes full of different <laughs> bits of hardware. And there's little signs everywhere saying, please don't mix them up. <laughs> and But they know where everything is. So if you go and you're like, I'm looking for a, a one-inch brass D-ring, he'll be like, uh, if you go down that aisle, take the left, second right... And he's like, it's about eye height. And then you go down and there's like 10 different styles of one inch D-rings in brass. Right. Um, and it's really cheap as well. Well, compared to if you buy from like the hardware from other sewing shops, I think. Yeah. So you can buy all your hardware, brass, um, really nice. And, it, and it'll be like seven quid for a bag. Mm. We're uh, actually getting a delivery this week, aren't we, from a designer. And some of that is brass bag hardware yeah look quite a bit of it looks because especially now we're not visiting designers so they send photos of their stuff beforehand when we're buying yeah um just so we're not going into other people's offices and everything's done contactlessly is that a word contact free contact free <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, you get. A, I was actually looking last night and I was zooming in to see to try and look at the exact stuff. So, mm. it's so interesting might, to see what there is. Yeah, it's a bit of a mad way to buy stuff. Well, you don't know what you're getting. No, 
but it's really fun when it arrives. <laughs> Unpacking day is good. I'm trying to think if I've made anything else. Oh, for So Yourself Sustainable, I was going to dye my jumper, so I still need to do that. I just need mm. to buy... I've got enough black dye to dye some old jeans as well, so I thought, but you need vinegar to put with one of them and salt to put with the other because they need different fixants. Um, so I'm going to do that. But yeah, not really much making going on. I feel like I've been on boat jobs instead. Yeah. I guess I've made stuff in workshops. So I've made a couple of Stevie tops in our Learn to Sew class and a couple of Harriet bras in our bra class. Yeah. What is What are you going to make next? Or is it on pause? I feel like it's on pause. I mean, I really wanted to make like a nice cosy dressing gown for winter, which I could do because it would only take me like half a day. Yeah, do that. But I would need to like get myself sorted with getting some fabric and stuff. But a maybe jersey I should one. do that. No, I wanted like a quilted, sort of slightly quilted. Yeah, there's this amazing fabric on Merchant and Mills, but obviously it's quite spinny. Yeah, but be the quilted cotton yeah. one. That lots of people have made amazing jackets out of that. Yeah, and they have really nice colours. We'll see. Watch this space. I don't know what I want to make next. I don't. I know what I don't want to make a coat. Why? Because I just the, every time I make a coat, they don't turn out as as my perfect coat, which is what I want them to be, and I just get sad about it. You've got your puffer now, anyway. Yeah. You, if you've got a puffer, <laughs> never look back. <laughs> Wearing the duvet. <laughs> I bought a puffer from Everlane, and it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> I love it. A dog bit it in the park the other day and I was so scared and I turned around and it like just scratched it didn't bite rip it <laughs> um but I think I'd like to make some dresses yeah and I actually need a few like knit um jersey tops yeah so I might might make a few of them thanks so much for listening to episode one of our second season of the new craft house podcast <laughs> um we're gonna have another nine episodes in this season so they'll be released every monday that'll take us over christmas won't it yeah right up to christmas yeah and we'll have more guests more episodes on like some specialist topics and yeah sewing chat <laughs> yeah just sewing chat thank you to faf for sponsoring and to fred for editing 